all the time. And you may be seated, and I just pull my microphone off. And we'll see if the genius of Joseph Young will get this fixed. With one arm. You got, you got two oh, it's going to take two of us. That's Oh, okay. Good morning, everyone. And I am ta- I'm, I'm really talking loud because a third of our congregation is listening on online today. And just in case you're not used to it and don't have it close enough to you or whatever, good morning to all of our congregation that is online today. We have probably a third of our active congregation not here today. They're sick and we... Uh, I'm not even going to go through the list because it would take too much of our time. But God knows about you, all right? And we've been praying for you. There is something I want to give emphasis to before I turn the service to our associate pastor, Brother Harold Carr. And that is our activities in the next few days. And, of course, they are listed in a bulletin, but I would like to give emphasis to them. First of all, I would like to mention the fact that we will be having a special service December 22nd. This will be our Christmas Eve service, and I know that's not Christmas Eve, but when so many of our congregation drive distances and so on, and we're going to have Christmas Eve service on the 22nd. And that will be a communion service as well. Uh, Pastor uh, Harold Carr will be directing us in that part of the service. There will be service the day after Christmas, December 26th. No Sunday school that day. The pastors will be in charge of the uh, service that morning. And then when we jump down to the... 29th, that's a Wednesday night, that's also New Year's Eve here. Uh, I know technically it's the on end through the week, but we're going to call it our New Year's Eve service that particular night as well. The pastor and others will be in charge of that service. And then when we go to New Year's Day, which is January 2nd, You thought it was January 1st, I know, but it'll be January 2nd here at our local church, and it will be uh, regular services that day. All right, Brother Harold, uh, come and take care of all the things I didn't take care of, and God bless everybody that's listening today. We know that we've got a lot of folks that are not well, and we're praying for everyone. God bless. Right. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I think the pastor probably took care about all the announcements. Um, men's meeting the 18th is that at uh, five o'clock here at the church. Other than that, I think pastor got them. Um, yes. Yeah, anybody have anything else they need to announce? Do you remember the 26th? As pastor mentioned, no uh, Sunday school that morning. It'll be a Christmas service, and it will begin at 10:30, but there will be no Sunday school. Yeah, Susan. 
All right, yeah, food pantry. Um, look at the sign out there in the foyer. And, um, good idea to take a picture, take it home, study it. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of donations, a lot going out. So, uh, yeah, thank you, everyone. But, yeah, continue to uh, bring that if you can, bring in some food, and we'll, they'll continue to set it out. So, And people probably continue to use it. So, um, um, yeah, yeah, they have been. All right, was there anything else? No? Let's all stand. We'll uh, begin this morning with some prayer. Obviously, we got one or two or... 10 or 20 that are out sick, so uh, <laughs> uh, just remember uh, who we got, George and Bev, Faye and Rudy, um, Doris, Glenda, uh, John, Amber, Sonny, Steve's out of town, you can pray for him too, but he's out of town, well, that's, that's all I can think of right now, but anyway, there's a bunch not out not feeling well, so remember all them, does anybody have anything they want to mention? Nothing? The rest of us are doing good, huh? That's good. That's good. Unspoken requests? Raise your hand. God knows each need. All right, let's pray this morning. God, we come to you at this time, Lord. Just um, thanking you, Lord, for the opportunity, God, just to be here this morning to gather together, Lord. God, we just uh, want you to move as you want to here this morning, God. And then bless the speaker that you want each part, God, the pastor. could have a couple of ushers come up we'll receive this morning's offering um see it's the second sunday so it'll be a mission offering so it will go towards mission work in uh, haiti and mexico if you uh, need to give for a different reason just mark it on the check or envelope and all of you who are at home you can give right there from your couch or wherever you're at just the, the give button up at the top there so uh let's pray again God, we thank you for this morning, and we just uh, thank you again for this opportunity to uh, give and to uh, 
worship you in this way, Lord. We just pray that you continue to do a work there in um, Haiti and in Mexico, God, and Lord, that you would be with the leaders, provide uh, them with what they need, God, the resources, Lord, and that you would just minister to them and uh, minister through them, God, and um, use them as you want to, strengthen them, watch over and keep them, we pray in your name. Amen.
Folks that are sick or afflicted in one way or another, and we do pray for all of them. We pray for those that are listening that are afflicted as well. Uh, I know one thing, it's not fun to be sick, not fun to be hurt, but in all of that, as our theme this morning for our sermon presentation is joy to the world. And as I was preparing my last-minute thoughts before coming onto the platform, to the pulpit here, I was wondering if there is someone in this congregation that has a testimony because you know the experience of salvation and the joy that there is to have that salvation in this world. Is there a hand from someone that would like to give a testimony, would be willing to give a testimony? All right, Sister Molly, and I'm going to ask you to come and get a microphone here because we're online and you're out of line there. <laughs> and I want you to give your testimony. Praise the Lord. And if there's someone else after Sister Molly, I want you to be able to give your testimony as well. Well, I want to thank God for all the friends that I have in Christ. And there's a friend that comes by our house, and we had a friend that came by our house yesterday, and, and she lives in Harrisonville, Missouri. But she said, I can only stay for a few minutes, and the neighbor across the street lives with her. But anyway, she said, um, she came in and visited for a few minutes, and she said that she had to get back home because her husband had shoulder surgery and he was hurting. <laughs> but what she did, she said, let me have prayer for you. I want to pray for you and Bob. And so uh, she's a real Christian, and she was talking about Jesus' birth and how he came, you know, to save us from our sins and everything. But I'm glad that God takes the time out for us, and he takes, uh, he uses other people uh, for us. And we have this other friend, she's not a Christian, but we try to be a light to her, and she comes over, and they live, and they always bring us candy and cookies and everything else. And, and so we're blessed, and, and we're blessed with the church family that has helped us. So uh, we've had a, a need met about our house and everything. And 
So anyway, I'm just thankful for all the friends I have in Christ and the friends um, and my family and my grandson, my son, and everybody in my family. I just know that God put them in my life, and I'm thankful for that. Thank you. All right. Now, get ready to hand it off just in case somebody else has a testimony. Uh, do we have someone coming? All right, we do. This is Sister April. You can make like you're on a tag team and hand off the baton there as you go by each other. Joy to the world. And when we have things happening from the Lord, oh my goodness, we need to express that joy and share it. I hope I can talk and and tell you how much I love the Lord, how much he's done for me, how he's blessed me and kept me. He is my Savior. He's my all in all. I have no way of just saying, I mean, he's brought me through so much and continues to daily, on a daily basis, hour by hour, minute by minute. He gets me through each day. He is all I need. He is all we need. And he brings joy and love and laughter to my life. I've lost many, many people in my life. But I still have my God. I still have my God and I still have my joy. And I would not trade it for anything in this world. God is so good. And he's been so blessed. He's blessed me so much. And that's all I have to say. All right, does someone else wish to give a testimony and share it with the world? This is Sister Becky. She is going to give a testimony. Well, I just am very thankful this morning and every day um, for all of the friends and family that we have. And, you know, there's always, there's so much going on in our world right now that I don't like and that I feel is very bad and evil. And it's just wonderful the way God works and uses people to uh, remind us that everything's not evil and everything is not bad. And um, we moved a couple of months ago to Excelsior Springs. And um, two days after we moved, well, we moved on Friday and Saturday. And on Sunday afternoon, um, the neighbors on our right came knocking on our door and handed us a plate of homemade cinnamon rolls fresh out of the oven and welcomed us to the neighborhood. Um, we met the neighbor on our left. My husband had met him when he'd been out in the yard doing something and had seen him. And they've just been so friendly and nice. And, and uh, so Joe had met him. And several weeks had gone by, I never had met him. And uh, I was down in my sewing room one day, and <clears throat> Joe hollered down, Becky, you know, we have company. So I got, came out, went upstairs, <clears throat> and it was a neighbor. And he just came over because he wanted to meet me and because he hadn't met me yet. And, um, you know, I knew that Joe was going to have shoulder surgery and told us, you know, if we had any, if I needed help with anything, you know, he'd be there to help us. And 
I've met several of the neighbors around just being out working in the yard. They've just been so friendly and nice. And um, I just it just reminds me every time that that there are still good people and there are still people that um, care about others and that love the Lord. And um, it's just a joy. And um, I know several years ago I put a sign in my house and it said, I choose joy. <clears throat> And is, it is a choice that we make. Yeah. We can be joyful or we can cannot, no matter what the circumstances are. And God can give us that joy. And I know everybody that came to our ladies' Christmas party that year tried to steal my sign. <laughs> but I still have it. <laughs> so anyway, but um, yes, I do choose joy. And I, I pray that everybody else will too. Amen. Joy to the world. The congregation expressing Joy to the world. This beautiful woman, I'm entitled to say it, she's my wife. Hello. Joanne. How good it is to be in the house of the Lord, to be able to praise his name and to worship him. And I look around at the church, and yes, we're small in number, but that doesn't matter. God is here. God is here. And I just want to thank my church family for praying for me last weekend. And uh, for the texts, I didn't have a lot of phone calls, but I did get texts. I did get that they were thinking about me. And God was with me. God was with me during that time. It was a little bit of a scary time Friday, but God was with me. And uh, I would not let my husband even tell our son for about an hour and a half. And I finally said, well, maybe you better call Chuck down. Because he was really getting antsy and nervous. And uh, Chuck came down, and of course, regular Chuck, well, what do you want to do? Dad, what do you want to do? Our mom usually looked at Dad. And, you know, we wait. We wait sometimes foolishly when we should go ahead with what we know. We should do. God was with me. I knew that. But I also knew that I needed to get some medical help. So I thank you for your prayers. I thank you for the prayers while I was in the hospital. I missed the Christmas party. Uh, that was one reason I wouldn't let him call the ambulance. Because I said, no, I got a Christmas party to go to tomorrow night. And then when I get to the hospital on Saturday afternoon, I think, okay, now, if I get out of here in time, I can still go. <laughs> but Dr. Yarlagata came in and he says, nah, I think I'm going to keep you with me about three days. <laughs> so that took care of that. And, and yeah, we do miss out on some things that we want to do, Tammy. That God knows. He knows what's best for us. And uh, I'm here today because this is where God planned for me to be. He had it planned all along. He knew what was going on. And he has a plan for me. He has a plan for you. Sister Vicki has already said we choose joy. I got a sign in my cell that Sister Millie gave me every day. I have joy. And I've got a book that says we have a choice to make and we do. 
And I choose today to serve my Lord. I choose today to walk in his joy. So thank you. Amen. Let's give these testimonies all a cheer, shall we? Thank the Lord. Now we do. If there is somebody else with a testimony, we want you to give it. Come on, if you are. I thought in the corner of my eye, I seen someone getting up somewhere, but if, if I never, that's fine. We thank the Lord for joy to the world, and we, Sister Lisa, a worship director, will help us with that. Christmas hymn in a little while, but right now I would like to take parts of that verse, and of course the Word of God, and talk to us about the thought of joy to the world, and we have to remember that joy comes from the Lord, and to the world that comes from us, and so it's it's a two-way street coming from the Lord, going out from us from the Lord to the world. And consequently, we have the thought, joy to the world. Beginning with the scripture, and isn't that banner on the PowerPoint beautiful? I think that is so nice. And um, I imagine Sarah is responsible for that beauty. And... uh, we give the Lord credit for our PowerPoint ministry. In John chapter 16, verse 22, And you now, therefore, have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh away from you. What a beautiful, beautiful promise and insight we have to the caring, loving Lord for you and I and to all the world. Even though in this world, and my goodness, what a week this has been for the historical and archives' sake, as the PowerPoint will have this, or the media We'll have this. This has been the week of uh, December 5 through 11, today being the 12th, 2021. There have been factories that have collapsed under the weight of tornado storms. There have been earthquakes in the world. There has been tremendous flooding in different parts of the world. And a lot of sorrow has been inflicted upon this world that we live in. This morning, we live at a time in which we do not know when things are going to happen in a negative way to you, your home, to me, my home. We do not know. As a matter of fact, I think this is something that John may have been describing when he said, and you now therefore have sorrow. We do, in this world, have physical, emotional sorrow. It is a result, of course, the evolution of mankind. Man is born, 
man lives, man dies. And in that point A, B, C, we find that many things can happen over a course of many years. Sometimes those years are far apart. Sometimes they are not far apart. We never know. And so when John said, in this moment of time that you live in, this day, December 2nd, 2021, at 11.25, in this central daylight time, in the central time zone of the United States. We are sitting here today in the comfort of warmth from the cold outside. We're sitting here in the safety and security of the, the laws of our land. And at this moment, we are free from the sorrow that sometimes exists around us and around the world. But we notice the scripture says that it doesn't matter about the sorrow because the Lord is going to be there. He says, the word says, your heart is going to rejoice. And because of that ability in the Lord and that connection with the Lord, there is a relationship that cannot be broken by man. Only the Lord can break that relationship. And he said concerning that relationship and your joy, no man is going to take it away from you. That's a good thing. And I hope you feel that way. Now, in the song that we are spinning off of or and into, Joy to the World, it is actually at one point in the uh, 1990s, it was the most published and sung song of the Christmas carols, Joy to the World. I do not have the statistics on where it is today. And in the parts of the song that I have extracted for our listening purposes today, I'm beginning with the first verse as well as the fourth verse, concluding with it, and fragments of both verses connected to the Scripture. The, scripture, the verse says in Revelations chapter 3, verse 20, 21, it is talking about the Lord standing at the door. But the first verse of the song, the first few words that I extract from, the Lord has come, let earth receive her king. Now, notice the scripture that we have chose to put with that. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Going back to the first part of the verse of the song. The Lord has come, let earth receive her king. 
The Lord did come. The Lord does and will and has stood at your heart's door to knock and to come in and to be a part, be the big part, be the important part, if you please, of your life. He said, I am at that door. And the song says, He has come. Let heaven, let earth receive her king. I thank the Lord today. Oh my goodness, do I thank the Lord today. How that he has come into this old world. I can remember an event in my life. I, I think it happened when I was about four Four or five years of age, my mom and dad had two children at that time. I was the oldest, and there was a baby boy who has already went on to meet with the Lord a few years ago. That His name, his nickname was Butch, and Butch was my younger brother. He died at the age of 57, by the way, and I was a daddy's boy at that particular time in my life, and we lived on a little farm. And I don't know how many in this congregation would know that we had backhoes back then. And I'm not talking about the hole with the handle on it, but I'm talking about another type of backhoe. And you connected this to a horse. And this horse worked as a scoop and the people that had the horse and the scoop were they would in a sense plow out their ponds or ditches to make room for more water and debris free ditches and or ponds but one boy loved to ride in that before it got to the water and I was riding in that behind a horse. My dad had the, the reins to the horse and causing the horse to go faster and so on. And we came across the pasture and hit a big rock. And when we hit the rock, it tossed this big scoop, which was about 36 inches wide, and it flipped it over. And I was inside. Now, if you want to think about a little boy's arm getting caught underneath it, or his foot or leg caught underneath it, it's okay, because that could have happened. But the fact is, everything went dark. And my dad, he began to pray. One of the few times I heard him pray in earnest, and he was serious. And he pulled the scoop, plow, whatever it is called, back over, and there it was, and I looked up at my dad with tears down his cheek, thanking the Lord that I was all okay. Well, he probably a few times later thought maybe that scoop had hit me in the head. I don't know about the things I did as a young man growing up in our household. But I think about that particular time how that sorrow could have hit my mom and dad, how the, the world could have came to an end for me, 
And I think about how later on in life there was a time that my mother came to me and said, Son, I don't know what to do with you, but I'm turning you over to the Lord. When she did and said that, I will tell you that I became not happy because she turned me loose and I could do the things I want to, but I became the most miserable young man in the whole of the world because the Lord began to knock and yell at my door, my heart's door, that is, and wanted in. This went on for about two weeks. And then I opened up my heart. I opened up the door and let the king of the world come in and live and sup in my heart. The scripture says, if any man hear my voice, if you open the door, if you're here today, or if you're listening today, I want to tell you that the Lord is calling for you. He's at your door. And not only that, he's not ever going to leave you. He's going to be there to come in and sup with you. The Lord is come, the song says. Let earth receive her king. I think very strongly about the scripture that says that God so loved the world that he gave this king. The scripture John called him his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have joy to the world. I thank the Lord today for the Lord Jesus Christ coming into our lives. I thank the Lord that he's had patience and concern and love and mercy for our ways of putting him off, but staying with us, not leaving the door and coming in to your life and into my life. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. And the 21st verse of Revelations, it's a beautiful scripture. It says, To him that overcometh will I grant to set with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in the throne. I thank the Lord for my earthly father who pulled that big old scoop off of me and the darkness that had been prevalent there. It disappeared in the bright sunlight of Tennessee, western Tennessee, came into my boy eyes and I was able to see, and I was also to see, able to see my earthly father with those tears on his face as he was praying to the King of Kings. And I am so grateful that at the age of 15, my father was there the night that I went to the altar in our church service in Joliet, Illinois, and gave my heart to the Lord. The Lord was so strong in my life. And I will never forget my dad leading me to the car that evening from the altar. For in case some of you don't know it, we are a Pentecostal church. 
And sometimes our emotions really turn on and we get going in the Lord. Well, that 15-year-old boy that night was shouting all over the building. As a matter of fact, I was shouting going to the car. As a matter of fact, I was shouting as we drove home. As a matter of fact, I was shouting when we went in the house. And I was shouting when we went to the bedroom. And my dad helped me get in bed because, you see, I was still shouting because the Lord had came. And I had received the king into my life. And I never will forget my dad standing there at age 15, tears streaming down his eyes as his son was still rejoicing in the Lord. And he said, son, just let the Lord have his way. I've often said, dad, that was the most dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I was letting the Lord have his way. Of course, he meant it from the depths of his heart. And I enjoyed that visitation of the Lord coming in the door that I opened. And he came in to sup and live in my life for all the ages to this point in time until he comes as I intend to live for him all the days of my life. The next part of that verse says, let every heart prepare him room. I like what Psalms chapter 78, verses 2 and 3 had to say about this. The Lord hath made known his salvation, his righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen, meaning those that do not know the Lord. He hath remembered his mercy, his truth toward the house of Israel. All the world is included in that. All the ends of the earth, you see, have seen the salvation of our God. Well, what a day that was when the Lord came into my life. What a day that was when the song said that every heart prepare him a room. The Lord stood at the door. He knocked. I opened the door for him. He came in that room. The verse of song in part says, let everyone prepare him a room. Not just something as a sideline thing. Not just something you pick up a, a, the car keys and go to church on Sunday. Not just that. But every day, the Lord living in your life. Every day, you're being able to express, even in pain and discomfort, joy to the world. I love this part of the verse. And I will have to tell you that I really did not know fully what it means. And I'm not going to tell you I know fully what it means this morning. But in part, I know more than I did when I first read these words a long time ago. And that is a part of the song that says, Let heaven and nature sing. Now, it is not talking about necessarily you and I making a joyful noise. However, we are asked to do that by the word of God. But the song says, let heaven and nature 
sing. And I'm going to read you four verses of Scripture from Psalms, the 98th chapter, verses 4 through 8, that talks about heaven and nature, and it talks about man and his nature as well, singing unto the Lord. Here we go. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. That's nature. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord, this is man, with the harp and with the harp, with the harp and the voice of the psalm, with trumpets and sound of cornet, make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar. This is nature now. Amen. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell in. Catfish. Suckers. All those big fish that uh, uh, Everett uh, catches. And when he takes his wife, she catches the bigger ones. Whatever it is, let the sea roar. The fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell in. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful. Let heaven, as the song says, heaven and nature sing. We're talking about the joy of the Lord. I like what the message Bible said concerning these four verses. Listen to them. Shout your praises to God, everybody. Let loose and sing. Strike up the band. I like that. Round up an orchestra to play for God. Add on a hundred voice choir. Feature trumpets and big trombones. Fill the air with praises to King God. Let the sea and its fish give a round of applause. Let With everything living on earth joining in. Let the breakers, the white caps, let ocean breakers call out encore, and the mountains harmonize the final. Oh, what a blessing it is to let heaven and nature, our part included in it, sing because we have joy to the world. I'm going to go to the last verse of that song. There's two in between. I don't know if we'll sing that or not. If it's up to me, uh, we'd have to shut the church doors, I'm sure, if I was singing it. And we look at verse 4, and the first part of that verse says, He rules the world with truth and grace. I, I like this part. This is the preaching part of this song and the scriptures. And I turn to John chapter 1, verse 14. And I will also use the same scripture from the Message Bible. The Word was made flesh. Now notice, the song said, He rules the world with truth and grace. And the scripture supports what the writer of the song said, and the Word was made flesh. It dwelt among us. We beheld its glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. 
He rules the world with truth and grace, the song says. The word says, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Joy to the world. The thought that comes to my mind, and it's not in my notes, you just can't go wrong with the truth. You just cannot go wrong when you're worshiping this one that stood at the door and knocked. This one that has provided from the earth, from the nature, from mankind, when he comes in full of glory, full of praise, because he lives within. And as his word says in John, chapter 1, verse 14, King James, full of grace and truth. I want to share with you the, what the Message Bible, uh, I love what it says. The word became flesh and blood, and it moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> I like that. It moved into the neighborhood. When you opened the door, we saw the glory with our own eyes. The one of a kind glory. You never see it anywhere else. It's not depicted anywhere. It's not duplicated in any fashion. It only comes from the Lord. Let me read the scripture from the Message Bible. We saw the glory with our own eyes. The one of a kind glory. Like Father. Like Son. Generous inside and out. True from start to finish. Joy to the world. Joy to the one who came in and supped with us to live in that room, make room, prepare him a room, the, son, the uh, song says. In, in Psalms 96, verse 11 through 13, and the part of the song that I will use last is the part that says, Nations prove the glories of his righteousness. Nations prove the glories of his righteousness. And in Psalms chapter 96, verse 11 through 13, let the heavens, nature, by the way, we're talking about, let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the field, the earth, be joyful in all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice. Think about that. Joy to the world. Verse 13. Before the Lord, for he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, he shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his, with his truth. Joy to the world. As we, uh, Sister Lisa, as we prepare for this joy to the world Christmas hymn, I want you to think as you sing today about the joy to the world and the scriptural impact that the words of this song has 
and in part, hopefully, remembering what the Word says about them. Come and sup. Prepare a room. Let heaven and earth rejoice. Receive the King. Let gladness be there. Let the truth prevail because it is going to be a judgmental factor at the end of this world. Would you stand in any way you wish to do this, sister? Sing it out. Chances are I'm going to hit a wrong note, okay? It'll be a joyful moment. with the world. Sing it, talk it, praise it, pray it. Heaven and nature sing. Oh my goodness. The oceans clap. The mountains blend their voices. All these metaphors that come from the song as well as the scripture Boiling down to this one thing, joy to the world that Jesus gives, and no one can take it from you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to the close of this service this morning. We thank you, Lord, for being here, and we thank you for the joy of the Lord. We thank you, Lord, that that joy you give and no one can take away. Lord, today we say to all, in the name of Jesus, joy to the world. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord.